Welcome into today's episode of Walk the Pine. I'm Will Gray, joined here as always by Vincent Gattuso and our producer, JP. Gentlemen, Super Bowl is officially set. The biggest game in America every single year it takes place in less than two weeks from to now. In less than two weeks from, from now, now. From to, to now. Chiefs, 49ers, very basic matchup. Thoughts? Just quick before we dive deep into the playoff games. Let's go Niners. Yeah, but um, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. For being the most annoying team in football. Dominant. Um, to me, they won. I'm not, I'm not saying the Niners have no chance, but um, my initial thoughts are somehow – they have to not make mistakes. They have, and I, I repeat, they have to win the turnover battle, but they also have to have a very aggressive game plan and take chances. So I don't really see how those are going to go together unless their execution is just perfect. We're going to... We're going to dive deep into that, trust me. Trust me. And I, I like what you said a lot. Um, diving into, the obviously, the first game of Sunday, the Ravens had so many opportunities, and it's like that's a team that just manhandled the 49ers earlier in the season. And the Chiefs' defense just rolled them. Steve Spagnuolo is one of the best minds in football, and their defense is averaging – I think it was six and a half points in the second half allowed, which is an insane number. And they just make plays, dude. That's what they do. They make plays. They turn the ball over when it's crunchy. Zay Flowers at the one-yard line. Fumble. Now that was a wild play. Wild. Whole different ball game, dude. We're talking about an entirely different ball game if that does not happen. That was one of the coolest defensive plays I think I've ever seen. Other than the Lamar pick at the end of the game, that was the only turnover, right? For the Ravens? I want to say so. I mean, dude, they played a really clean game. They did. But it was so interesting to see them get away from their game plan, their entire game plan all year. Six running back carries when they're one of the best run, run teams in the NFL. It was a mistake. You see it on the scoreboard. Yeah, but it was just like, what's the what's – the, What's the gist here? Like the run opens up, or the pass game opens up when the run starts working. But like right. I know that the Chiefs' defense is stout. Like it's it's not easy to run the ball on them. But like you abandoned it very very quickly. And they were, I mean, they tried very few times. But I remember seeing Gus Edwards rip a damn near fifteen yard run. Yep. They so, they got I. I think just because they fell behind, they panicked. Oh, yeah. You need to, kind of. It's the Chiefs that we're talking about. Right, but you still got to play to your strengths. Oh, like, if you're – if playing to your strengths means you're going to lose, like, then they were just the better team. Mm-hmm. You're not going to win. Oh, 100%. Uh, I agree. They abandoned it very quickly. And I – 
I guess I would have understood it more if the Ravens' defense wasn't kind of keeping Mahomes and the offense in check. Right, they were. But at the same time, it's just like with that team, like I kind of can see it in a way. It's like this team is a is a team who can – their offense can just change the game on a dime. Like them, like when it was like 17-7, to 7, like it very quickly could have became 17-24 on one play with that team. So it's kind of like I understand it a little bit, but at the same time, like you said, they cannot abandon their strengths that early. You just can't. Like, you got to stick to the game plan. You got to stick to what works. And the game was close enough where you could have stuck with it. Like I literally just said, that is an offense can change an entire game on a dime, but still. Until it gets to that point, you have to you have to stick to the game plan. And it just was not a good one. And honestly, it's just another – that's what was so beautiful about the matchup going into it. It was like this is just either another notch on Mahomes' belt or we start talking about whoever won that game. It's just like, all right, another another notch for Mahomes. Or we talk about Lamar in a whole different limelight. Like Lamar beats Patrick Mahomes to go to the Super Bowl and now we're – and he's got two MVPs under his belt and now we're talking Hall of Fame. Now we're talking – That's a That was a big game for Lamar. And he didn't perform well. No. And that's – He missed a lot of throws. He missed a lot of throws, and he threw a pick. And, you know, his decision-making was in question for sure. So, it – you know, it it, it kind of sucks for Lamar. You know, you kind of feel for the guy because it's like, how many of these chances are you going to get being him when you have Joe Burrow in your division? You have Josh Allen as well. Justin Herbert now paired up with Jim Harbaugh, and you still have to overcome Patrick Mahomes, right? Just to get to, just to get to Mahomes, and and it's like what we're going to be talking about later in the show as well is like what Dan Campbell said. You know, this might have been their only shot. It took Lamar five years into his career just to reach an AFC title game. He got there, lost to Patrick Mahomes, like many do, and here we are again. Yeah, awfully repetitive for a guy who's actually performed his a majority of his career like very well throughout the regular season. Yeah, it's I will say, you know, he silenced some of the some of the critics this year. I'll give him that. After his MVP season, it's been drastic decline in passing numbers. And injury has definitely played an effect into that. But overall, um he did some silencing this year. But it's like the big moments were there. You had the first round by. You beat C.J. Stroud, a rookie at home. And here comes a matchup where you're a Patrick Mahomes, where your tests are put to the strengths and you don't show up. And it's like I feel like that's going to be kind of like – and that's what sucks is like you look at the games where Josh Allen has played Patrick Mahomes, he's unreal. His numbers are almost flawless. Yeah. His numbers are almost flawless numbers. But – just the better team overcomes him. You know, his his career path is more on the Dan Marino with Josh Allen as of right now. And it's still the still the truth. I feel like if you ask anyone in the any GM in the NFL, maybe then the one in Baltimore, who are they taking? Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson? He's got two MVPs, he's got an AFC championship experience uh, uh an AFC championship run. Josh Allen has none of those things, but I guarantee you every single GM will take Josh Allen. Yeah. 
Same with Joe Burrow. I feel like you could even ask every GM in the NFL who they would rather have, Justin Herbert or Lamar Jackson. And I, and I guarantee you they would take Justin Herbert. I would. We saw this when he got drafted. A lot of people were unsure about Lamar Jackson. Well, a lot of yeah. well of course. Well, yeah. Of course. They were calling him a wide receiver. He's clearly <laughs> debunked all of those theories. They didn't even think he could play quarterback. No, yeah. He's clearly debunked all of those theories. Yeah. And a lot of that goes to Harbaugh. A lot of that goes to Greg Roman, who was their offensive coordinator for a few years and set up a phenomenal system for him. And they finally seem to got some real receivers in there for him, along with a great tight end in Mark Andrews. So he's now on the right path and has like the right people around him where he can can keep this play up consistently. It's just, you look at him and it, he doesn't seem to be the passer that the rest of the team is. And like everything in his situation, in my opinion, needs to be perfect for him to win. And this year it was, and he still didn't win because that's how good Patrick Mahomes is. It is genuinely time to have the conversation. Like this is how crazy the start of his career is. He is in the GOAT conversation. He is. Yeah. There's no denying it. And if you ask me, he's number two. He's the He could retire today. Let's say they win the Super Bowl this weekend. Let's say that. Just put that out there. He, in my opinion, would be the second greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Patrick Mahomes would be. Clip that. Hey, Nick Wright called him the greatest quarterback of all time. So <laughs> what I'm saying is I don't think that much of a reach in any way whatsoever. No, it's not a, it's not a reach. I mean, you got to consider Joe hey, Montana. Every single year as a starter, he's been to the AFC Championship game. His fourth Super Bowl appearance could be his third Super Bowl in six years as a starter. And... He's got one Super Bowl loss, right? Yeah, he's lost. And who did he lose to? Tom Brady. Brady and just a god squad. I I can't remember going going back to that Super Bowl against Tampa Bay. I don't remember seeing a more prepared defense and defensive game plan than the Tampa Bay Bucks defense. It was genius. Year. They were ferocious. It was genius. Mahomes, he, he somehow did he, he played a great game. He did all he could. He did everything he could. He made tremendous throws, but he just went up against a different animal, a different beast. It was insane. So, I mean, not to make excuses for the man, but that loss was not on him. You, they were only in it because of him. Patrick Mahomes has three playoff losses in six years. He's amazing. Two of them are to Tom Brady. One of them to Joe Burrow. Three playoff losses. One in the AFC Championship game against Brady. One in the Super Bowl against Brady. And one against Joe Burrow in the AFC Championship game. That's it. I'd say those are his three playoff losses. And that's why you can't put him over Tom Brady. You can't. Tom Brady's bested him twice on the biggest of stages. But in a few years, I mean, it's going to be hard not to have this conversation. Like, I don't know what can possibly go wrong for the Chiefs. Andy Reid retires. 
other than a you know bizarre injury from Patrick Mahomes, it's like these guys are going to keep winning. I mean, it'll be interesting to see when Travis Kelsey retires in the near future. But like, no matter what, you have the best player on the planet and at the most important position. He's going to consistently get it done. He's always going to keep you in the game. And they have a great defense behind them right now. Like, don't get me wrong. They're going to be on the decline soon. Like Chris Jones, like all of their best players are getting older. But if they can just replace a few spots, it's not hard when you have the best player on the planet to replace a few spots to go win another. Players, and just seeing that the organization – of this caliber and that your leader is just one of the greatest players we've ever seen guys are just gonna be so motivated to come to kansas city oh yeah it's not gonna take much convincing if if the money's comparable they're gonna end up there that's just what's gonna happen it's like it's alabama yep people are just gonna want to flock there Vince, what do you think about Patrick Mahomes? I know. I mean, we can get we can finally get into the annoying, the Chiefs being annoying. Uh, ever since we censored this podcast, this is going to be a little bit hard for me to explain. <laughs> so I'm just going to leave it there. Um, it's so funny because I remember. Chiefs and the Bucks or the Chiefs and the Patriots AFC Championship game in 20, 2018. And everyone being like, everyone on planet Earth is rooting for the Chiefs because, you know, you're going against the Patriots. Everyone hated the Patriots at that point. And here we are just a few years later. And it's the world, it's everybody against the Chiefs. So, Warriors all over again. People love you when you're working towards something, not when you have it. Exactly. It's like Michael Jordan said, you know, when you're on when you're on the top, everybody wants to tear you down. Yeah. I mean they don't want to see you there anymore. It's what we do as fans, you know, we build you up and then we tear you down. It's just part of being a fan of sports. So you could either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a Harvey villain. Harvey Dent was right, man. Harvey Dent was right. And that's what it's like in this sports world. It's all right. It is crazy that like okay. such an amazing quote came from a movie. Like just like a lot of amazing quotes came from the Batman movies. <laughs> We're just talking about the Bane one. Gen- like genius writing, dude. Yeah. Dude, the I mean one of the some people just want to watch the world burn. Like I love that one. It's like they're not doing it for a motive. Like they just want to watch it. So burn true, out. dude. So true. Some people really do just want to watch the world burn. That is true. I'm trying to apply this to the to the that one's a little more tough to play to apply to the NFL. Some people just want people just love chaos though. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, right? Yeah, yeah. he doesn't give a shit about any a shoot. Give a shoot. All he wants to do is see the world burn. Yeah. Gosh darn it! (laughs) Antonio Brown's on a rampage right now on Twitter as well, man. He loves that c word. Oh my gosh, dude, he's on the c word rampage. What's this? Cracker. That was his oh. new favorite word. Oh. Oh. He The other day, he, he just cool keeps posting He keeps posting pictures of Big Ben, and he's like, oh, damn, I missed that cracker. That's hilarious. Kind of sweet. Yeah. Very sweet. Yeah, it is. It's kind of cute. Maybe that was his nickname. Maybe it was more of a personal thing. Well, his, Mike, his nickname for uh, Mike Mayock was Mayo. 
That's also hilarious. But yeah, he didn't play a game for the Raiders. <laughs> That's right. Oh my gosh. You forgot about that? Him and Gruden. I remember all of it. I just still blows my mind. He didn't play a single game. Yeah, didn't play a single game. Burnt his feet doing uh what is it? What do they call it? Chirotherapy. Cryotherapy. Cryotherapy, yeah. yeah. Burnt his feet doing that. Got like ice burns on his feet, so he couldn't practice for like a week and it all went downhill after that. Everyone because Mike Mayak was like, What the hell are you doing? Gruden was calling him. He's like, What's going on, man? And Gruden's like, I love you. Just please play football. Yeah, please, exactly. Please, 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 please. And Gruden was willing don't. to give him the world. He's like, Don't try to fight. It's like you just have one rule. Don't try to fight the GM. Yeah. And don't call him Mayo Boy. And that was it. And that, and and he did. And then he played two games with the Patriots and didn't play. And then he got cut from the Patriots because I think he was like breaking. Not when he threw the. Oh, that was the Bucks. One. The Bucks. Yeah. And then he won a Super Bowl with the Bucks. And then, yeah, then it went downhill. He just started taking his clothes off in the I middle of the. I remember Red Zone. I was watching Red Zone when it happened. And there, Scott Hansen was like, we're just going to cut to A.B. Something weird's going on in Tampa Bay. And then you just see A.B. like shirtless throwing stuff into the stands. And we're like, it's like, is the game over? And I'm looking at it and there's like 10 minutes left in the third quarter. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Something something happened. Did he get ejected? No, he just, just left. He's just mad. Just left. I think... I want to move back to the. I think a lot of the the hatred is coming from the attention the Chiefs have been receiving this offseason. Like at, at the, and during the, season. the Kelsey brothers were, the Kelsey brothers were a great like story, but like I feel like they're kind, people are kind of getting sick of them. Their podcast is successful. Yeah, and people love or hate Taylor Swift. Exactly. Yeah. I know I declared war on Taylor Swift earlier this year. And a lot of that stemmed from my, well, first of all, I've never been like the biggest Taylor Swift fan. I have nothing against her music in reality. I wouldn't necessarily, I think a lot of that just obviously came from my Bears, the issue with my Chicago Bears. Just, yeah, I mean, it was just very difficult at that point in the season and where we were at and like everything going wrong with my franchise. And then just, bam, they just kept cutting the Taylor Swift. Just celebrating. And then it was all over social media for weeks. And it was just like, yeah, I'm at war with Taylor Swift. I wouldn't necessarily say the war is over, but it's more of a <laughs> it's a cold war right now. If it's like tensions could rise. Taylor, very. if you're listening, we're willing to negotiate. Tension tensions are come on the show. Tensions are high, but technically we're not at war. You know. But one Well, there's a ceasefire. Yeah. But it's not over. yeah i I mean me singing taylor swift on stage probably had to do in part to some of that multiple times let's say four times three times this year yeah we we lost some battles yeah the battles i never actually declared i mean i i I was really happy i won those battles that's why i was on stage oh you i was your double agent well, I was the one who made him do that. Who the are you lost. loyal to? Uh, what are the options? Will or Taylor Swift? Will. Doesn't seem like it. No, I, it is Will. I just 
that's why I had to get him on stage. It was for Your the uh, actions prove otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Well, if Taylor Swift is hiring, she's not. Right. Now I'm pissed. Not a fan of what you're saying right now. <laughs> to be honest with you, listen. I I just feel like I should be be careful. Like it, yeah. The war with Taylor Swift is funny and all that, but like I feel like you know I don't hate women, and I feel like if I say that I don't like Taylor Swift, I will be ridiculed for it. Well, you already did say lumped it. into a group. Exactly. It's like I don't, because there are I genuinely believe some girls who are like, if you hate Taylor Swift, you hate women, and it's like, no, I love Beyonce, I love Dua Lipa, I love Tate McRae. Nicki Minaj is pretty cool. Nicki Minaj has always been pretty chill. You know, there's a lot of women that I love. Not a singer, but Anna de Armas. Anna de Armas is cool. A lot of great actresses out there that I like. Damn spicy. You know another thing that you know another thing about Taylor Swift that that pissed me off. She made a three hour movie and released it in theaters. Really? Yeah, but it's it was Not the the eras. It's the eras tour. Not the first person. It was just her tour with like some background footage and all that. So it was just her concert. Yeah, not the first person. I know, but her reasoning was I just want to make it. So everyone could see it? So everyone in the world could see my concert. The ones who can't afford Mm -hmm. to pay to go to my concert. It's like, yeah, let me just spend, you know, how. Oh, yeah, that's why you're doing it. You're not doing it for the Mm -hmm. millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars that you're going to make off of this. Instead of 400. Oh, yeah. Don't. Oh, oh, by the way, Taylor. Oh, uh, <laughs> by the way, Taylor, I just saw your Eras Tour movie pop up on Amazon Prime. It finally got released to pre- Amazon Prime. Congratulations. You can rent it for $25. Yeah. Rent for $25. Capitalism is alive. Eras yeah. Tour. Eras Tour. See, look, now we're talking too much about Taylor Swift. This isn't what the people came for. Yeah, no, that's true. Let's talk about the. It off already. Yeah, they probably, probably have. Gone. If you're still here, you're a warrior. Thanks. Um, sorry. Let's move on to the Lions and the 49ers. What a game! Yeah, I won lots of money by the way on Sunday. Yeah. from that game. <laughs> really, okay. I won like over 200 bucks from betting. Very good. good job. Very good day. I lost 15. You lost 15. You didn't trail the monies. No, I didn't. didn't trail the locks. We did get screwed by Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs doesn't fumble that ball. That bet hits. You know that, right? Because they, they got a little nervous. They yanked him, made him pay for his mistakes. And then if they don't put Elijah Mitchell in that game at the end. It's the right move, but I just don't appreciate it. <laughs> got money on the line here, Kyle. Um, Dan Campbell, I know we've already talked about this on the Instagram, but Dan Campbell said to his team this is probably their last shot. And I kind of want to dive deeper into it other than like, like a minute-long clip. Dan Campbell said this is probably their team's last shot at it. Does he think that? No, he does not think that. But he's just being realistic. He's just being realistic. We've seen multiple scenarios on teams not being able to come back from a situation like this. And it's the hard truth. We've seen it happen to the Atlanta Falcons when they lost Kyle Shanahan in 2016. Um, Luckily, though, Ben Johnson is staying for another year. But this is another reason why I don't see the success of the Detroit Lions continuing. And I think it might cost Ben Johnson. His, like, if I was Ben Johnson, I'm coming out this year. You're, you're the hottest candidate right now. I understand that next year 
there's going to be maybe some more lucrative situations. The Cowboys will open up, I think, yeah. next year. The Bears could potentially open up with Caleb Williams. The Eagles might open up. There's more lucrative spots than what's remaining in Seattle where you're kind of stuck with what you got. But Washington was still open. And I said, hey, that is the most lucrative spot in all of football. So in my head, it's either A, he wanted to just go to a made situation. Or B, I don't know, man. It's like, what what was he... what? What was he pondering here? Like, I don't know why he would not choose Washington. You have the number two overall pick. No, most cap space in the NFL. I don't get it. I love Dan Campbell. Um, loyalty. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Um, but overall, I just want to wrap the wrap this up with talking about that game, and then we're going to give you guys our Super Bowl predictions. Or should we say we got another week? You know, it's a two-week. We could save the predictions for one more week. We could save the predictions for Make the people for... wait a little bit. Make the people wait a little bit. A little bit more thought in our predictions. But my overall thing about the Detroit Lions is, you know, they're going to have a tougher schedule next year. That's a guarantee. An absolute guarantee. Um, They have to pay Amon Ross St. Brown a lot of money. Penny Sewell a lot of money. Jared Goff is going to want a contract extension. And I think that is such a bad idea if you tie a lot of money up into him. Because I think you're, you're get, you know what you're getting with Jared Goff. I just don't know if he's going to be able to get you over the mountaintop. In a weak NFC, all he had to do was overcome, you know, a very young Rams team who is great, yes, and I'm not knocking away the Rams game, but he had to overcome Baker Mayfield and the Bucks to get there. Yeah. And, they, I mean, damn it, dude. They gave the 49ers a hell of a run. They did. But it's just like people know you, like, you know what you get when you don't have a God squad. And they really need everything to go their way next year. And their division's only going to get tougher. The the Packers are going to be better. The Vikings, if they re-sign Kirk Cousins, he's healthy. They're automatically better. If the Bears draft Caleb Williams, they're going to be better. They've got their work cut out for them next year. And that's why I'm saying I don't think Dan Campbell's wrong in saying what he said to his team. Because I've seen it, dude. I watched it with my 2010 Bears. The Bears in 2010, dude, went to the NFC Championship game against the Packers. Right then and there, Aaron Rodgers took the next step. You just knew we're probably not going back. We're probably not going back. So I've seen it too many times. Do you guys have any takeaways? Do you guys think Dan Campbell was maybe a little too reckless with his fourth, his fourth down shenanigans? I don't think so. That's what they loved all year. That's what they stuck with all year. You have to take risks when you're playing the best team. Maybe the field goal at the end, yeah. Maybe just kick the three, tie the ball game up. But I don't know, man. You're in the ro- you're on the road. You're trying to beat the 49ers. You need to go out there and get a win. It's just execution. And if Josh Reynolds catches those balls, we might not even be talking about right. this. Just didn't work out. Just didn't work out for them, man. Sad. But here we are. Poor Lions. Another... Boring Super Bowl match. I mean, I think it's gonna. It could be. I think it's gonna be a good game. It's just like. I mean, better than. To be honest. I mean, I'm sure we'd be looking at them in a different light if they beat Baltimore. But. I I feel better about the 49ers playing the Chiefs than I do the Lions. 
playing the 49 or playing the Chiefs. Yeah. It would have been nice because, you know, the very first game of the season was Chiefs Lions, and then you end the game on end the season on Chiefs Lions, where the Lions ended up winning. But they didn't have Travis Kelsey. Their defense wasn't as killer, and they also didn't have Chris Jones in that game. So I don't know. I think it, I'm, I'm very. I think this is like the best team in the NFC versus the best team in the AFC. If you ask me, like I think this is how it is. This is how it should be. And I'm happy the Lions aren't here. Being a Bears fan, I did not want the Lions to be here. It's just like you know. Sometimes you want to change, and it just it just hasn't come yet. And I wonder how long it's going to be before anyone can dethrone the Chiefs. And it just it kind of gets old, like like Vince said. It, it does get annoying. And for me, it wasn't like this. For me, it, it wasn't like this for the Patriots. I never looked at the Patriots like I do the Chiefs. I don't, man. I I I, I think that there's a lot of popularity around like like they've got like a lot of outside noise for me it was a respect thing uh, a killer thing when i'm looking at brady and belichick those dudes were like i get what you're saying and i understand it but for me i don't know i just looked at them in a different limelight like i looked at a different time period there's not as much going on yes agreed i think feeds a lot of it no i disagree i hated it I dislike the Patriots more than I dislike the Chiefs. Really? Yeah. Because, I mean, all the controversy about recording the Rams, the Flake Gate. Winners find ways to win, baby. <laughs> no. No. Because, I mean, to me, it's just like with the Chiefs, you have to tip their – you have to tip your cap. Like, they're just dominant. Like Yeah. They they just play good football. With those allegations thrown in the mix, and frankly, not even really allegations. Like they did, they did see their opponent prepare for them to play in the Super Bowl. Like that's, I'm gonna say it one time, that's bullshit. <laughs> you can't do that. All right. Well, this is my one takeaway from the Deflate Gate. Deflate Gate. A little different, but it's just like, okay. You deflated some footballs, and that's why you won by thirty-eight points because right. you had the footballs deflated. No, so bullshit. But you saw. All right, we'll cut off now. Um. No. No, it's just like cut off from this way. Yes. Beat that. <laughs> um, Classic go-to. That's so out of line. That's so out of bounds. This is my thing. It's like, I feel like if Bill Belichick's doing it, a lot of people are doing it, and you're not getting caught. Right, but I can't go off of things I don't know. Of course. Yes. I agree. Yeah, I'm sure. Dude, it's NFL. I'm sure there's a lot of shady stuff going on. Oh, 100%. But he just got caught up, and he's older. You know, he's damn near geriatric. So I think, if anything, we should cut him some slack. No. Because he's old, and he got caught. No. Kind of feel bad for the poor boy. Because you know them young guns, dude? Dude, they've got the freaking glasses nowadays, dude. People are <laughs> the counter stallions out there, dude. No. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap it up there. Next week, we'll be back to break down the Super Bowl uh, coming up on Sunday. And, um, yeah, thanks so much for tuning in. 
to another episode of Walk the Pie, and I'm Will Gray, joined here as always by with Vincent Catuso and our producer, JP. You guys have a wonderful rest of your evening.